0: Hi everyone, my name is Dave Lusa from This Game is Broken, and you're listening to the Board Game Mechanics. Welcome to the show, we are the Board Game Mechanics, I'm Joel, with me as always is... Hey guys, what is going on? It is Jason. We've got a fun show this week, we're going to deliberate, uh, do a post-mortem of a game day we had, so that'll be fun I think. Uh, and then I think there's some news in the meantime, so I guess, I don't know, I'm pretty eager to talk about it. Let's get right to it.
1: All right, so yeah, I found a few things of news that I wanted to talk about. Um, one is a video that I did a long time ago for a game that was released at Gen Con, or they had demos of it at Gen Con, and it's called WrestleNomicon. So this game's finally on Kickstarter, six months later. Um, it has about 23 days left, and it's not quite funded yet, but it should because it's a fun little card game. So essentially what you're doing in this game is you're an Elder God, and you're taking on another Elder God. And you're doing that through some interesting card play where you're putting it down into this battlefield. But you can't fight each other until you hit ground zero. So you're trying to move your cards from the right, which is the farthest away from ground zero, all the way to ground zero, to be able to attack other cards on the other player's team. You're trying to knock them out of their life first, and whoever's the last person alive is the winner. So if that sounds like an interesting game, go check out Kickstarter and maybe throw us some support. Um, so the next part of news that I wanted to talk about is a new game that's coming out from um, uh, North Star in the Evolution series. And it is called Evolution Oceans. This is also now on Kickstarter. And this is a standalone game in the Evolution universe. And it's supposed to be a more gamery version of Evolution. I don't know what that means, but it's coming with some extra cards. And um, I guess it has a little more complex rule set. So if you like Evolution and you wanted something that was a little meatier, a little beefier, then you might want to go check this one out on Kickstarter. I think it has 20-some days left at the time of this
0: recording, so if that's
1: interesting, go check it out.
0: I, I'm i pretty sure it's going to be better than Evolution. Uh, I say this with a fair amount of certainty because Evolution is just not very good.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of simple and, and simple. Yeah, I, I would agree.
0: It's just a ton of thinking to not make any interesting choices is kind of how I felt about it. It's yeah, like a ton I, of accounting, like okay, I've got to figure out how to make sure I can get enough food to make my boy bigger or whatever, you know? I mean, like, I don't know. It just it didn't feel like... I've played games like Spore and stuff like that where it feels like real in-depth and just, I don't know. I wanted more to it, I guess. And people were raving about it when I got it. So, I don't know. That probably contributes to it a little bit, too.
1: Yeah, and I was expecting a little more from it, too. And at the end of the day, it's just, like, set collection almost, kind of, and some leveling up characters it's yeah in a really convoluted way yeah
0: yeah i uh i don't know oceans might be cool we'll see i guess yep we'll check it out yeah for sure well thanks jason for the news i didn't bring any like always i guess (laughs) all right yeah and that's all i got These uh, these post-mortems, or whatever you want to call them, of uh, BGM cons, it always feels like we're writing a Christmas letter to the fans or something, I don't know. Uh, This year, we adopted a dog, his name is Rover, and you don't really care, but it's on my Christmas card. I don't know, I hope you guys care about this, but we have fun talking about him. We did have a a BGM con, uh, I don't know, the fourth or fifth one maybe, I don't know, whatever we're calling it, but it was a really good one, I thought, one of the better ones, so um, I don't know, man. We'll get right into it and just talk about it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I was trying to count and I think it's number five or what I say on here. I didn't say on here. but <laughs> I think it's number five from my counting.
0: I, I think so, too. And it's been a long time since the last one. And it kind of was nice. Like it was like. Kind of fun to remember that it is fun to get together and play games, so um, and it gave me the itch to play more games all the time. I had some gamer fatigue going into this one, and I think that's i'm I'm kind of refreshed. I'm ready to play stuff quite a bit,
1: yeah, I agree. I'm hoping to hopefully play a game after we get done recording tonight, so we'll see
0: that's why it's a seventeen minute episode tonight, yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: all right, so let's get started by are we gonna say who was at? this BGM con are we going to make, leave that a mystery?
0: Uh, I'm going to, I don't know. I, I don't have permission from them uh, to say them. So I won't make any identifying. Um, I won't tell any identifying like remarks, um, but um, there's a couple from up in my area. That's been the riveted. Um, they were kind of early fans. And so they, they came along. Uh, Jed obviously was there. And then I don't know if I've ever mentioned Jared, but Jared's super casual gamer. Just a friend of mine from, from high school. Um, and then we met a really cool guy named Ryan. Um, Ryan, this is a shout-out for you. He listens to our episodes, and, like, I don't know if I told you this, but he made, like, references to the show, and, like, he he knows our back catalog of shows even. So um, he was kind of a big fan, um, but a really nice guy, really fun to play games with. And uh, then you and, and Katie, obviously.
1: Yeah, uh, Ryan was really cool. I didn't get to talk to him a ton because he only played the one game with you, I think. But, yeah, he seemed like a pretty cool guy.
0: I think he might have played Wingspan, with the couple that was uh, there too, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good con. I, I wish we would have gotten more things played. And actually, I'm thinking about it. Like, I don't know, man. The next con, I wanna I wanna do an overnighter. Like, I don't care where we do it at, but like, we gotta do an overnighter, man, so we can just game until like 3 a.m. or something. Because I was raring to go for another like five six hours when we wrapped it up.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. All right. So we did the introductions of who all was there and the mystery the mystery couple. And now we'll get started with what we played.
0: Whoa, are you in a hurry or something, Jason? Like, it's almost like you want to, like, wrap this up to go do something.
1: <laughs> no. I, I mean, this. I'm looking at this list, and it's just
0: kind of long, and I want to talk about some of these games. Um, So I'm going to say this real quick before we get back into it. If you want to win a contest to be involved in BGMCon, it's this difficult. Get to know us on the Riveted. Let us know that you're cool. And then, like, drive to one and hang out with us. So it's that complicated. <laughs> Yeah, the admission is free. Yeah. And usually <laughs> it's actually better than that. Like usually usually it's catered by like my mom for free. So
1: <laughs> that's true. It usually is.
0: <laughs> but my mom wasn't there this week, so the the food game was a little off, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was still the pizza's always good, so I'm I'm in.
0: Well cool. Yeah, so we, I, uh, I had Trichirion about half set up when you guys arrived. I got there a couple hours before you guys just to kind of make sure things were set up because my par- my parents were out of town, so they let us use the house. It so feels so weird to say I'm going to my parents' house to have a like gaming thing, but they have <laughs> they have a pretty good setup. They have a nice big room, and then and it's like a grand room. Like so, there's like two areas where you can game in, and then we actually kind of had a third table set up. But then also, like when my parents are there, they can like watch kids and stuff, and they really enjoy that. And it's kind of central is the biggest thing, like I think it's you know it's definitely if it were twenty minutes further your way, it'd be really close to central, but um it's not quite central, but it's a lot closer than coming all the way to my place or me going all the way to your place. So it's nice for that, I guess, for sure.
1: right, yeah, I agree. so uh, it was me, you and Katie playing Tracurian. and that was your first time playing Tracurian, right?
0: Yeah, it was uh, and i had I had tried to get it to the table. I had learned the rules to a degree. But there were a couple of rules that didn't quite click or I knew the rules and I didn't understand how they played out. Like, I don't know if you've had that thing where in an academic sense, you get how the game's going to play out or you watch Rado play through or something. And then, and then when you actually play the game, it starts to click more and you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. That's why I'm manufacturing these tricks or like staging these tricks. And then it doesn't matter if I get them to play out or not because I get a big part of the bonuses anyway. So I kind of want to, you know, spread them out or whatever, but it was, it was pretty cool. I, I really liked it. Um, I think it would have been a really close game, had I remembered my my player's power. Um, but I, uh, as yeah. it as it <laughs> as it was, I ended up losing by about like thirteen points, and I probably would have lost by maybe five. I had the uh, gentleman, and so whenever one of my tricks was done, I was supposed to get an extra star, um, but I didn't take it the whole game. But that's okay. Um, I, I felt like I felt pretty good losing, but not by a ton on my first play because it's it's a pretty heady game. Pretty good though.
1: Yeah, I agree. I love playing this game, and I'm glad I finally got to play it, and you finally got to play it, and I had a great time. Yeah,
0: it was it was really good.
1: All right, so then while we were playing that game, um, the mystery couple showed up, and they set up Wingspan, and Ryan played with them in that game yeah. while we were finishing up our game.
0: And I wouldn't have mind playing Wingspan, but like, I'm not going to ask them to wait for me to finish up Trickerion. Um but it looked neat, and I've got a copy hopefully coming in the next week. We did the stupid premium air shipping. Not stupid. We love you, Jamie, and it's, it's a great way to do it. And actually, to be honest with you, him charging a slight premium on air shipping and then they get the money, I'd way rather do than pay 100 bucks on, AM- on eBay for one right now. So anyway, yeah, I have a copy coming. I wish I would have been able to play that one, but it looked neat. It's very beautiful on the table. It just doesn't look like there's a whole lot to it, and I hope I'm wrong on that, but it just doesn't look too heavy.
1: Yeah, I I watched a couple of playthroughs and it just seems like a maybe a heavier version version of Gizmos kinda like that type of game where you just create an engine and going with it. I could be way off base, but that's what it looks like.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely noticed there's some like set collection and engine building in it. And I don't know. It's just really pretty too. So we'll see what happens with it.
1: Yep. Um and then while they were finishing up Wingspan, we finished up Trakirian, and we played a game that I know you love. And it's called Sansuji, and it was me, you, and Katie. Dude, I, I like that game a lot, and it took us like twenty minutes. Not so even if you hated it, it wasn't you know a ton of time out of your life.
0: I, it's not bad. The thing I didn't care for much about it is like you have two really big luck factors that if they don't play out the way you need them to, then you kind of get hosed. So the the luck of the tiles being random and then the luck of the cards being pulled in your hand, and you only get two cards to play from. Like, I think I mentioned even on Saturday, I feel like that game would be better or more fun if you had four cards, so you had more choices to say, oh, cool, I've got more choices to pick from, you know? But um, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's, I mean, if I had to pick between that and, say, Carcassonne or something, I would pick that over Carcassonne any time. Um, and I don't know why I compared the two other than they just kind of have a similar aesthetic. They're very different games, but... Um, or or actually Soros, like one that is kinda of similar to that game, and I think I played this over Sorrow too.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a one of those super light filler games that I just like to keep around to play with people who don't normally like to game. And it's a nice game to fill time like we did on Saturday when we were waiting on people to finish up a game.
0: Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was it was it was better than playing like I don't know, whatever other silly filler people have been playing for years like love letter or something i mean like it was a nice change of pace from that so right yeah. you know, it was i mean it's a euro game that's a filler which is you know you know there's not a ton of those so right. um yeah pretty cool and then after
1: we played that the other game was wrapped up and you played a Anac- anachrony yeah. so what do you think about anachrony
0: uh bgm con brought to you by mind clash games um uh, it was a really <laughs> yeah. no it was excellent um I don't know I know this one drew on for a really long time um i I knew the rules it's just some of the symbology on the cards. I'd never played it and no one else had it at the table. There was just a couple of things on the symbology that like took a little looking up so it took a little longer than it should have but I mean I don't know man I feel like the the first game tracurion like took like it took a long time, but I think we were getting kids fed and like I was answering doors and stuff during that. So it took longer than it should. So I was a little frustrated that we were kind of like slower paced. And then this game, like, honest to goodness, I think it should have been done in 90 minutes and it took like over two hours, I'm sure. So um, it was slower than I wanted to. Um, but I mean, it's a really good game and it's a really neat game. Cause it's like a two stage, um, like on your player board and then out in the pods uh, you go out to the the desolate world, and do work out in the main board. So it's kind of neat how it has this like two stage worker placement, and it's almost like it's almost like a bidding kind of thing because you're trying to balance. Like you get more resources, like you get more water if you don't put a lot of pods on your board. But if you put a couple pods on there, uh, you still need to go out and do things because that's where you make your player board better. But at the same time, you want to utilize your whole player board and not waste. I mean, just, I I don't know. There's a lot of things that just need balanced in that game. Um, And it's another one where I forgot to use my special player power a few times, and it would have been a lot closer if I had. But um, just a cool game about trying to undo, like, mistakes of the past almost or prepare for a a big collision of a meteor while you're trying to, like, fix some kind of, like, anomalies you create in the timeline by borrowing resources from the past. So um, a pretty neat game. Uh, I really like it. I'm looking forward to playing it again. Did you like
1: this one better than Tracurion or did you like Tracurion better?
0: Oh, they're really different. Um, Boy, that's a hard question. I would say this one's a slightly heavier game than Tracurion, probably. Um, So I don't know. I like Tracurion a lot, though. I liked it a lot. So I think it probably edges this one out. But I would definitely play, if you asked me to play either one of them, like, Pretty well twenty four seven. I would probably hop out of bed at three in the morning and play either one. So I think they're <laughs> I think they're both gonna end up being probably top twenty games. Really just excellent games.
1: Nice. Um, okay, so while you were playing Anachrony, I was playing Quacks of Quedlinburg with Katie and Jed. And Jed seemed to like it, I think. He was getting into it. He was like and pulling the chips out of the bag and getting irritated when the pot was blowing up. So I, th- I think we found a winner for Jed.
0: Yeah, he said he liked both the pull things out of a bag, push your luck game. So that one and the one that you guys played next, I don't even know what it's called, but I'm sure you'll get to it. But he did really like it. The other thing, too, is like I've been kind of unfair to Quacks. Like It was my copy of Quacks you guys played, because I just ended up picking up a copy, because I knew you guys would want to play it. And I was like, eh, it's good enough, and I want to have it around for people to play. And I think my wife will like it. So I did pick up a copy, and I tried to teach it to my wife. But when I was looking at the stuff in the, in the game, like it's been three weeks since I played it. So I was trying to remember some of the stuff with like the rounds where certain rounds you can't buy certain things and whatever um well then i was like wait hold up like what's all this stuff on the bottom and then i looked at the other side of the player boards and i was like oh my gosh there's an advanced variant of this i've only played the basic game so like that could be part of the reason why i'm not crazy about this game yet is i've only played like the like beginning learning game like i haven't played anything with like the die and all that stuff yet so um i don't know man i'm really looking forward to playing this one again
1: yeah, we jumped into it on the back of the board where you have two droplets, like the advanced side. We had the die. I just used everything, man. It's, it's such a light game that there's no reason to do the um, the beginning game.
0: Yeah, I I, yeah, I, I think it's a 6 out of 10 with me playing the beginning game. But just looking at the other side, I know it's going to be much better on that other side of the board.
1: Yep. So we played that. Um, I forget who won. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been Katie, per usual. So after we finished that up, you guys were still playing Anachrony, and then we moved on to another game of pulling things out of the bag called Mercado. I did a video for this a while back, and this plays kind of like Quacks where you're drawing stuff out of the bag, but you're drawing coins out of a bag, and you're trying to use those coins to win old antiques or different perfumes or go visit a merchant to get these extra points. So it's kind of a race to whoever can cross the starting line first as the winner. But it's still like push your luck, kind of. So that was the second game we played.
0: I assume that you're trying to impress nobles with what you're doing in that game. Like I
1: think you, you are nobles.
0: Oh, well, that's even better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jen really enjoyed this one, too. Uh, it has counterfeit coins, and they were just becoming an irritation. So, yeah. That's what so, we did.
0: did this game come out before Quacks or after?
1: I actually think this came out last year. So maybe the same year, but I'm not sure which one came out first, actually. So they were
0: probably in parallel development, so it's hard to say if one borrowed from the other. But they seemed not similar, but, like, you could definitely draw comparisons. Yeah,
1: they, they're similar enough where, yeah, you can tell that one of them knew about the other one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, the, it's the exact same bags that you're pulling out of, too, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> All right, so let's see. You guys finished up Anachrony finally. And then you guys moved on to playing Valeria Card Kingdoms, and this was the last game Ryan played before he left, right? I,
0: actually, he took off before this one, so it was oh, just, okay. gotcha. just uh, Lindsay, Jairus, and myself. And Jairus is a real like casual gamer, and he had a really hard time wrapping his head around this one at the beginning, but by the time that the game was over, he had figured it out, and he actually won. So like that felt bad, that I was like helping him make decisions at the beginning of the game, and he <laughs> beat me. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's a cool game though. I like. It's like got the like space-based space thing where you can use the individual dies or the sum of the die. Like it has that, but it's even more because you get to do both. So um, you just get tons of stuff on most turns. Um, really a neat game, and I like how it's like it's got that thing of you're building a deck or a tableau almost to get powerful to kill monsters too. So it's almost like legendary in a sense where like there's or like. Uh, What's that game that came out before Legendary? Ah, uh, doesn't matter. Um, Asc- uh, Ascension. Dominion. So, uh, Ascension. Yeah, Dominion. <laughs> no, uh, it's like Ascension a little bit maybe or something. But like, there's always these bad guys out, and and then you can get these like permanent buffs that are always doing something that aren't just happening when your die are rolled. So kind of a neat game. It Has some extra cool mechanics in it that I like a little better than Space Space and I definitely, definitely like it way better than Machikoro. And as a matter of as a matter of fact, those of you who are listening to this, you're gonna get to know that I'm doing a review of this game next week. And I've already decided, like, it's kind of a kind of a cheap Gag, but I have like two Machi Koro games because I really liked it at one time. I have like the Target exclusive one, or at least it was a Target exclusive one time, the Bright Lights one, and then I have the base regular game. Well, they both can fit in the regular game box really easily. So what I'm gonna do is um, I'm going to uh, like put like my Machi Koro box um, on the grill and like be burning it and like destroying it when I like introduce this video. So it's because it's that good. Like <laughs> I really don't know that I'll play Machi Koro much after playing this one. Huh?
1: Yeah, it looked cool. It has the same art as a lot of like the Raiders of the North Sea games. So it must be that same dude.
0: Yeah, it's got really neat art. Um, I I just Daily Magic Games, man. They're kind of they're kind of hitting some big hits with some of their games lately.
1: Yeah, that that's cool. Yeah, I'll have to play that one sometimes. Um, so while you were playing that, I had Katie and Ben and Jed, and we played The Godfather because I'm obsessed with that game for some reason right now, and I have no idea why. Um, I think everybody liked it. Jed seemed to like it. He liked blowing people up and shooting people down with the drive-bys. So worker placement game with a little bit of card play and set collection kind of easy to teach. I think that's kind of why I like it. It's a good entry level game that actually has some like gamery elements to it. So I like to play this a lot. So I played a Godfather and it was
0: a good time. They played it twice. Do what? Do they play it twice? No, we only played it once. Oh, I was thinking, okay, so cuz I have uh, it, do I
1: have it on here twice? Yeah,
0: like you're saying they played The Godfather again and I'm like, "Wait, did they?"
1: Oh, no, no, no. That should be this game. There we go.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, that makes sense. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I was like, "Man, they they like Ben and Kitty love this game if they played <laughs> it back to back." No. I think
1: everybody did like it though, so that that's good. That always makes you feel. Yeah, good I'd like to play this one like still it.
0: too at some point. And like, I know it's it's really super affordable right now, and I should just blind buy it based on just how much you love it. But that darn ten games rule, man. If if it wasn't like, I need to do my amount of money next year. I need to say like, I'm not going to spend more than five hundred bucks on games. So that when like a really awesome deal like this game for like sixteen bucks comes up, I can be like, oh yeah, that's not bad at all, you know? Right. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should just change that right now. I'm going to be a revisionist and just be like, yep, that's my new goal. So I can buy one expansion of Kingdom Death Monster or like 25 (laughs) other games.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't buy it. I just did a trade. So that's kind of why I have it. And I'm glad I did. Oh,
0: nice. Loophole.
1: All right. So then after that, I think everybody was done. So we did a little table switching. And Katie, Ben, and Lindsay played Concordia, which I'm kind of envious of because I didn't get to play that and I haven't played it yet. And me and you went to a different table, and we banged out three different games while the during the time they took them to play one.
0: Yeah, well, we're pretty quick gamers, honestly. Um, And Concordia is not really a long game. I mean, to be honest, that's true. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I think we flew through it. Like, there's just different paces of gamers, and it got irritating. I mean, anytime you're playing with like a bunch of people, it gets irritating that like some every group I'm in has I have somebody that. I'm cool. I'm cool to him. I'm nice to him. But like my secret thoughts at times are like, just make a move. Okay. <laughs> like, I just feel like some people just, I don't know, they get a little stalled out. Um, and I mean, like this group was pretty good overall. Um, but I mean, like you and I don't have that at all. Like I've never thought, Hey Jason, make a move, man. Cause like usually like we're starting our move while the other person wraps theirs up like that kind of thing. So I don't know, the best, the best one that I can think of with you and I is that you and I played Mombasa in literally 30 minutes one time. So that was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's true.
1: Well, we kind of did that this time too because the first game we played was Blackout Hong Kong and I feel like we knocked that one out pretty quickly. It was maybe 30, 40 minutes.
0: Yeah. It's uh, actually called, uh, um, since, since Mombasa is about camping and this one's really closely related, I'm going to say this one's about like hiking. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: No, it's mostly just moving pieces around on this really black board with bad, yeah. c- bad coloring. Oh,
0: such such bad colors. <laughs> but I think I like this one better than Mombasa, personally. Yeah, um, I agree. To, to the point where Mombasa is in danger of being bumped out of the collection, if I need some shelf space at some point. Um, Mombasa is really cool. It has that letter thing on there, which I really like, but... I don't know. At the same time, that feels a little fiddly and doesn't reward you much. Whereas this one's got some cooler things that reward you. Like those check mark actions and stuff are really fun. And then the board, kind of like the connection building is really neat on this game um, where you're trying to like encapsulate those blocks. And it's almost like you can be cooperative with each other at times. You and I started so far apart from each other, we really didn't do much of that. But I don't know. I can see where this one would be really fun with next player count even too. So, I don't know. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I like this way better than Mombasa. I traded Mombasa a long time ago because every time I played it, it got less and less good but i can see this one has some of the similar mechanisms and i enjoyed playing it a little more so this is one i probably may buy if i can get a good deal
0: i'd wait until second edition comes out where they fix the colors and make it look okay like because honestly they're gonna have to fix the colors on this if they want to keep selling it like no one's played this game yet and not complained about the colors so i don't know i i can't endorse this game honestly because the colors are so bad and i've and i've we, we uh, I mean, we had some direct interaction with the designer and with Paul Grogan on it. So, um, Grogan's in our camp, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's that true. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that's not always the designer's fault, though. But
0: no, I'm sure it's not. Like, it could have been the printer even too. Like, they might have had really great colors picked, and then the printer like printed it up, and it just didn't turn out. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just the the components, the cube components, and the cards, and then the colors on the board. They're just all different enough that. It, it makes you have to think more than you should have to think about what's what. So, um, yeah, that's my complaint about that game. But otherwise, I really like it.
1: Yep, agreed. Um, so after that, we played a little filler game. Well, one round of a little filler game. And that is Songbirds. And that's from Daily Magic, right?
0: Yeah, it is. I I think it's a pretty neat little game.
1: Yeah, I liked it. It's a, like a... I don't know how to explain it. it. It kind of... I mean, you're putting cards in a grid, trying to get like... It's like a 5 by 5 grid, and you're trying to... Once the row or column fills up, you're going to score this certain color of bird or whoever has the most numbers in there. So the cards range from one to seven or two to seven or something. And then you're going to try to get berries into one of the colors of the birds that you have left to score a pile of points. It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: It's like Secret Identity. Trick taking almost. It's it's weird. Um it's a cool little game though, and I think you described it pretty well. You're just trying to get your bird majority into these rows and columns so you can put these berries onto the bird, and then you wanna save your last card you put down is your favorite kind of bird. And so you're trying to like balance I want to keep a card that's worth some points and gives me the best color, but also I don't wanna not play good cards on that color to make that color worth a lot. So it's like they have that decision going on. The other one that's kind of crazy too is the, uh, I think I did this once in this game, so it doesn't come up as much as you might think, but like someone starts stacking a color up in a row and then you like drop something on it to like make it a tie and then if the the colors are tied, they cancel each other out so the second place color gets the berry, which is kind of a weird mechanic, but it's kind of neat too. So I think this one's really neat. I think for the price that it's going to sell for, I could see this one being a CSI for, you know, under ten bucks or around ten bucks. I think it's one of those nice little games to throw in your order to bring it over hundred bucks for free shipping kind of things. Um, I would suggest it for that for sure. I think it's a neat little game, uh, cute cute game for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I, I said it was kind of like that Gearworks game too. I don't know if you played that, but they have similar kind of little mechanisms where you're putting cards in a grid. And but I think I like this one a little better because it's simpler and quicker. Yeah, And when I'm playing a card game, I don't want to get bogged down with a bunch of rules. So that's kind of why I like this one.
0: Yeah, this is one that I think I'll hang on to because it's just going to have a lot of audiences and just good opportunity to play. Like, I don't know. It's just a quick one to get on the table for sure.
1: Yep, agreed. The, and-
0: the most complicated thing was the scoring cards. Like, that took you forever to figure <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> that's true. I was not. I could not figure that out. Like, I can do the Euchre thing with the six of the four, but I was struggling with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, pretty, it. it's
0: pretty similar, but yeah, I get it.
1: All right. Then after that, we played our final game. And I think Concordia might have finished while we were playing this game. And we played London, second edition.
0: Yeah, I I heard that in your voice there. I, I liked second edition quite a bit, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I just didn't like the way that the little city, when you build a city... Sometimes it adds to your po- your poverty, and that's not what the first edition does. It's not the intent, and I don't know. I kind of struggle with that, but it does look nice. I'll give it that.
0: So, like, I, I read somewhere on a blog or somewhere that when they came out with the second edition of it, the idea was Wallace didn't like how in the first edition of London you could build up your city presence and not have to worry about poverty after about the mid-game because, like, you could – negate a ton of your poverty stuff right so like by building into like five or six different you know regions or whatever and then keeping your town only five or six cards wide like all of a sudden poverty is not near as big of a issue for you or a concern for you and he he wanted poverty to be something that you constantly had to fight in the whole game so that's why the poverty thing switched from being this ongoing like your cards are negating or your your presence in different regions is negating your poverty he didn't want that to be negated but he wanted to have something that could help fight poverty so by getting burrows you could take away poverty so like by constantly having to grow and build more it's like a one-time action thing instead of the ongoing thing so that's the biggest change in it um i i don't know i think it's just probably a personal preference thing because i think i like second edition better than first i know you certainly like first edition better than second
1: yeah, I think another thing that I was struggling with is some of the cards that were in the first edition. Like, there was that one um, city that you could buy that you could turn any card into another card. But, hmm. it, like, I think you had you could discard, like, a gray card and it could be a blue card or whatever. I think that's what right, you Right, 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 right. Well, in the original game, you, there's a card where you can turn your poppers into any color. It's called a school. And you can pay a dollar... Or a pound, or whatever, and you can make your popper any any color that you want. So they got rid of that card completely too, which I was lo- kept looking for to come up in the game because I had a hand of like five poppers and I needed to get them out, and it never came up. So I huh. guess I guess had I known that that the changes would have been like that, it wouldn't have been so shocking. But just knowing that it was that different kind of threw me off a little bit.
0: I I would say that they're different enough games that it's unique to play them like apart from each other. But if these came out as separate games, like they tried to make them two separate games, everyone would be like, "Whoa, what a ripoff of this other game for sure!" I mean, they're very, very closely related. <laughs> right. But I also think that if you own one, you're not going to own the other. You know what I mean? Like they're not far enough apart on that. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, like first first edition, I think feels a little, a little, I don't know, like more hardcore eurogamy because it's got that just old school look to it, man. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, it definitely has the the Martin Wallace uh, f- tree frog look to it, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, but I don't know. I, I really liked it. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that one again soon, actually, too. Oh,
1: yeah, it's super good. Every time I play that game, even the second edition, like it just reminds me how much that that mechanism of building your city and running it and then having to rebuild it all back up. That is so fun. Like I I enjoy that a lot.
0: It is. It's really gratifying too to like build something up and then it's like, it's like setting up dominoes and then clicking them over and like watching them all fall. It's like you build up the city and then you're like, all right, here we go. We're going to do it. We're going to get this pile of money or whatever. Um, Money was hard for me in this game though, for sure.
1: Yeah. You're usually taking out some loans. I think that's just par for the course.
0: I mean, like I never was able to repay my loans was a big thing, <laughs> oh, yes. and you had a pile of money at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, you lost like fourteen points or something,
0: <laughs> right? I got slaughtered because of that, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, it's still it's it's a good game. Yeah, that's that's what I like about it is that you never know what's going to happen at the end because there's a whole bunch of extra scoring that you're going to do.
0: I didn't win a single game the whole time. Uh, I think I won
1: Mercado, and that's it. Oh, and, and London, yeah. Who you won You won blackout? Black- yeah.
0: Did I? Okay, yeah. there we go. Cool. One one out of a billion.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's usually how it is for me. So
0: <laughs> I, I mean like because I'm not gonna spend the time to try and like min max my winning on that, I just want to be social, interact with people and watch watch the, the gears turn, man in the game. I love it. I just love experiencing games.
1: Yeah, I don't do the min max thing either. I just I just take a turn and if it's not the best thing, eh, I'll do it better next time.
0: My intuition does me pretty well most of the time, but I mean, yeah, I, maybe I should stop and think a little more about a couple more scenarios, but I'm just like, yeah, that one feels pretty obvious. Let's go. And I don't know. And that's why we, you and I can play two hour games in 30 minutes.
1: Right. And at the end of the day, it's a game. So if I win or lose, who really cares?
0: Right. So what, what was your favorite game that you played the whole day?
1: Uh... Oh man. I want to say quacks because I freaking love quacks, but I'll probably go. That's so funny to uh, me. I know. I love it, but I'll probably go with London. I really like London.
0: What do you think mine was? Uh,
1: I'm going to roll with anachrony
0: freaking London boy. Oh, really? I want to play that game so bad right now. (laughs) Dude. London's awesome, man. It's great, man. I love it so much. Um, it's like, seriously, if I could play any game right now, I might just sit down to play that one. Like, I just love that game right now for some reason.
1: It, no, there's a, a tons of reasons. I mean, it's amazing. And
0: it, it plays with two awesome, too. So, I mean, I don't know. I love it.
1: It actually, like, this is actually one, because I was telling you that I don't really like playing games outside of three, but this one would be fine at all player counts because it, I mean, your turn is you do one thing and then you're done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think at all player counts, it's good.
0: Super awesome. Um, And I mean, like, no judgments. If somebody wanted to get rid of this game and, like, basically sold it really cheaply or gave it to somebody, I wouldn't judge them. I would think they're still a good person.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's funny.
0: So, uh, anyway, I love that game, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I I will say, after playing second edition, it does look really nice. And if I didn't have first edition, I would probably buy second edition.
0: Ah, would you?
1: Yeah, if I didn't know that first edition existed and I couldn't get it, second edition would make you know, would still scratch the same itch.
0: Yeah. Th- yeah, that's fair. What what didn't we play that would have been good to play? Uh I wanted to
1: play Merlin, but I didn't want to set it up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like it sucks putting all those pieces on that board and explaining it. It's a beast to teach a little bit too.
0: And For I'm, me, it was Union Pacific. I wanted to play Union Pacific pretty badly. And I still want to play that with you at some point because I think you'd like it. It's a lighter game, but I think you'd really like it. Airlines, Union Pacific. um, Just didn't get to the table again.
1: Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. It's just, I don't know. It's just I always want to play something else. That's, I have a lot of games like that that I really want to play them, but there's always something that I want to play more.
0: Yep. Well, like Marco Polo, I haven't played that game in a year. But, man, I love that game. And it's so good. Like It is good. I, I mean, like... I, we're we're lucky we don't follow. Jamie Stigmeyer had a uh, post on Twitter, and his bookshelf is not bare, but it's not got a ton of stuff on it. And he he says he has a rule that if he doesn't play something over the course of a year, he gets rid of it. So like I'd be like frantically playing Marco Polo because it's been darn near a year right now to keep that in my collection.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a bunch of those.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't know. My my collection's a little obsessive. I redid my closet. And when I redid it, like, to maximize my storage and make things more accessible, um, like, it made it look a little more daunting, like all the games I have. And my wife got a little upset at my collection, uh, to, be, <laughs> to be honest. So I don't know.
1: It's time for a BGM purge.
0: It is. I, I think, I mean, like, that's another piece, too, that I feel like, being on the riveted kind of helps you there too is that occasionally uh kratzer will, will post you know like 40 board games at 10 dollars or less on there and some of them are like within a year old and 80 percent off msrp so um i don't know and it it does fine for me because i get a review out of them and whatever so um but a lot of those games i do actually pay my own human money for so and lose a ton of money just because they're good games usually but they just there's only so much space and time you know
1: yeah, I'm struggling with that right now. I need to find a new shelf because I just have stuff stacked up everywhere. It's crazy.
0: Well, what do we expect from uh, us on the YouTube side before we leave here today, Jason? Um, I'm going to be doing... Uh, I have a couple of Kickstarter
1: reviews I have to do for some upcoming games. I'm not going to mention the names because no one's heard of them. Uh, I got a review battle for Greyport. I also have this game called Wu Wei which has some of the best production value I've ever seen in any game ever. And it's from a company that I've never, ever heard of. So I'm pretty excited to review that one. But that's what I got.
0: Jason, our head of independent game reviewing, thank you for doing all those. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. No, you you do all... I mean, like it ended up being pretty awesome for you a couple times, though, when Artemis was like... You were the first person I knew of ever even heard of Artemis and you did like one of the first reviews of it and that game's going to end up being a huge hit once it starts fulfilling, I'm sure of it. So, yep. um, but like, uh, yeah, I, I, think I've got five reviews I'm going to be putting up over the next week or so. I'm on a break from work. Um, I'm hoping to put up a video on Valeria card kingdoms on dice throne on songbirds. I already put up one on trekking the national parks. And then I've got a couple of little indie games too, that I've, I've got to put up there as well. Um, because I don't know, man. I I think it's cool. I want to help. We're a small time show. We're we're like I would call us one tick past small small potatoes. Like we're like mm, just potatoes now, maybe. <laughs> um, and and so like I don't know. I know that a lot of people helped us out when we were nobody. I mean, Vidal certa and Jamie Stegmaier were on our show when we had like thirty people listen on our release day. So I mean, um, now that we're you know getting like literally thousands of listens, like it's uh, it's fun to like actually kind of bless some people and give it back a little bit. So I'm doing one of those as well. Um, just go check out our YouTube channel. It's, uh, you can find it from the website, bgmechanics.com. Uh, and just, I don't know. I think we work pretty hard on our YouTube videos too. So if you haven't seen those, um, it's worth checking out. Um, and then we, man, I know some people aren't on Facebook and I get that. Um, if you're on Twitter, uh, we're there. If you want to just like go to our website, you can contact with us, contact us there and talk to us there. So we, I think that's one of my favorite things about this is connecting with fans. It's been really fun getting to know people and just see what people think about what we say. So um, that's cool.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm having a good time just reviewing games, getting to know some of the people in the industry and it, it's, 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 it's very fun and getting to meet people and getting to game with them for the first time ever that was super fun on as well.
0: The next the next big benchmark is going to be going to a con and being recognized. Like that's when I'll be like, "Oh man, cool. I'm glad we're recognized." Like like someone said, "Hey, I watch your YouTube videos." That's when like I'll be like, "Oh, that's cool." Like that's the next step. And like I had that happen once when I did stuff with my son, but like my son's really like memorable. Like he was like one of like So here's something that's crazy too. At one point I had more subs than Rodney Smith on YouTube. So like <laughs> that's really funny to think about. Like but uh, really funny, like uh, yeah. Because now he's like the big dog. <laughs> yeah, like he he and I got started around the same time, but he had a better gimmick than me. And uh, my son outgrew like I was almost like pushing like breaking child labor laws to have my son like I'm not gonna lie, I made him cry at times to be like, hey, let's go record a video. I don't want a dad. We'll let's just do it real quick. And like that was bad. I was like, let's just drop this. I don't want to be a mean person to my kid to make him do board game reviews. So I don't know. I'm glad it's gone the way it has. I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been cool. Um, and I don't know, I I really appreciate everybody in the fan base and it was really cool to connect with some fans this last weekend.
1: Yep. I agree. And I can't wait to do the next one whenever that will be
0: soon, man. Let's, let's say soon. Actually, actually, I hope it is soon. And I think it will be because my mom, believe it or not, was like kind of hoping that we would be around when she's there so i don't know man let's hope it's sooner than later so i think i think we're leaving kind of that busy season of transitions for like jobs and different stuff like that too so hopefully we can make it happen pretty quick and when i when i told your wife uh that i hope to do another one soon she said yeah for sure i'll be out of school soon so i was pretty happy to hear that
1: yeah i mean yeah she's teaching like an online class in the summer so that might free up a little bit of time so we'll see
0: yeah, pretty awesome. Hey, one other thing I want to mention too, and it's like we should probably have done this at the top, but I want to just give a shout out to Dan Hughes, too. If you guys don't know who Dan Hughes is, um, he's got his own podcast, but he's also on This Game is Broken. Um, really cool guy, and he's kinda like been good to us. So I want to be good to him. If 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 you know who we are, but not Dan Hughes, I want to meet you for one thing. But like the other <laughs> <Yeah>. thing too. <laughs> the other thing is just go give him a listen uh tell him the board game mechanics yeah because he's just been really cool to us um and and you might hear one of our promos over on a show which would be really cool
1: yeah i think that will be happening here soon so go check out sporadically Board and you may hear us being dumb on there we'll see
0: for sure being dumb
1: <laughs> i mean yeah we were being dumb but i'm not sure if it will be played or when it will be played
0: <laughs> yep well hey cool uh Thanks for and Jason. I think we've met our, our, our minutes quota um, for sure. So I guess we can wrap it up.
1: Yep. We hit the mark. Well, I've been Joel. And I'm Jason. And keep gaming. Keep gaming.